In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, like every single week, is Manager Jacob. What are you drinking or eating or Sarah, vibing what, with? What's up? What's <laughs> what, up this what, week? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got I got a wild one for you. Uh, this weekend, picked them up from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I was playing hard to get. I was like, I don't know if I want these. No, nah, nah, nah. and Haley was like, No. What flavor do you want? And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe blueberry. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, don't know. Have you ever had the mini pop tarts? The little no. pop tart bites. They come in little packs and they're no. like mini tiny little pop tarts. I haven't, but I gotta go get them now. Picture a tater tot size pop tart. Everything okay. else. I like Ooh, that. It's good. They're good. You know what? And okay, there's nothing more disappointing than you know, like little packs of snacks. You open one up, and I'm talking. I'm looking at you, airplanes. When you looking, when you open up a little snack, and they're like maybe one or two things inside mm-hmm. that little pack. Pop tarts. I swear they load in like 17 of those. Oh, guys. they not actually, quite, like not quite 17, but it's, but it's like, like actually a good fill portion. The, fill the pack. Yeah. I pop tarts was like I was never allowed to eat them growing up, so that was like when I moved to university, like to the city. You rebelled with the pop tarts. I would go to Metro <laughs> across from the RCC every oh, single day and Metro. buy boxes of the s'mores pop tarts, and I lived uh, off of pop tarts in first year. Oh, I destroyed that metro in university always pop tarts and um you know the cereal we were talking about it the, oh we've talked about this in another episode cereal i was brand, another cereal i wasn't allowed to eat pa- uh, lucky uh, charms Loop. oh lucky charms those were good. the two things i, I messed up, up the metro. pizza buns at metro. oh those were also so good <laughs> what are you eating or drinking this week kind of in the same vein like a little supposed to be a child snack okay but we're crushing them is Nolan and I got this massive box of Uncrustables from what Costco. Are, what are those? Now, I think Uncrustables used to only be a thing in the States. It's basically a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's like pre-made in this little round, it's bread, but it's like there's no crust on it. 
Uncrustables. Oh. And you just put them like in the Like a little fr- wagon wheel style? Yeah, like kinda... it looks like a wagon wheel, but it's like a PB&J in the oh, middle. Okay. And after a run, hits like nothing else. It's perfect. Really? Like, catch me at the Toronto Waterfront Half Marathon and like somebody <laughs> handing me an Uncrustable the second I cross that finish line. Like, that's what I run for now is my Uncrustables. All right. Someone tagging Uncrustables in the comments. Smuckers? <laughs> I'll wear a t-shirt. Actually, I won't do that, but still. <laughs> what are we reading or watching this week, Sarah? Last night, Nolan made me drive with him to Vaughn because we had oh. to go see Oppenheimer on the original 70 millimeter. Because did you know that most IMAX theaters are not proper IMAX? I, I learned this. I learned this recently. Through all of this. There's actually only two in like Ontario. One is in Mississauga and one is oh, in Oh, wow. Vaughan. Not that many at all. Uh, the rest are recreating IMAX. Like, it's just the bit really big screen, but proper 70 millimeter. Like the actual print that they're yeah, showing. Yeah, that they're shooting. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Is only at those two theaters. So we got tickets for Sunday night. We went to go see Oppenheimer. I really liked it. Have you yeah, seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I I, hi- seen it yet. I I highly recommend it. It was really good. Now, you probably haven't seen it in a regular theater no. yet, but like, would you say it was worth it to okay. do the IMAX mm. experience? Yes and no. The issue is because like they only have so much 70 millimeters film, the entire, like anything that they reshot clearly wasn't shot on 70 millimeter. Uh, so it goes back and forth. Okay. So that was a little jarring for me. And I didn't know that was like a thing that happens. I assumed the whole movie was 70 millimeter. Still busy in the theater though? It was packed. Like yeah. a sold out theater. You try it's to insane. sneak into Barbie to watch it for a third time? <laughs> no, I don't need to see it for a third time yet. I was, yeah, no, I don't need to, but. Amazing. Well, this week I'm watching, and I, I dove into this a little bit when I got into the New York City Marathon, but now mm-hmm. I'm like diving in again because it's only a few months away. And, and as people know, you are training for the Toronto Waterfront Half Marathon. I will be running that as well, but I'm also doing the New York City Marathon, mm-hmm. which is instead of the boat. So I've been watching like vlog experiences That's of cool, the day. Everyone that I know who lives there or has traveled to like go to see the race says it's one of the most hype experiences in the city. You're running through all five boroughs. People who aren't, uh, obviously who aren't running, but maybe they don't know someone are still coming out to kind of watch. So uh, it's been looking good and I'm getting hype and it's kind of, you know, acting as a little bit of a motivation to make sure that I'm still getting my miles to, to train properly. Is there also vlogs of people that just go and drink on all the patios like I will be doing while you're doing the physical activity? I, I'm just going to be... I try to avoid those. If I see them in the background, I'll cover my own eyes because I don't want to... That's uh, what my vlog will be. It will be... <laughs> Jacob can be the experience of running and my vlog will be all about uh, a viewer of the New York City Marathon, That's good. which apparently is one of the most fun days in New York. Oh, super fun. And speaking of another fun day, kind of involved with running as well in a couple of days here on Saturday, the 12th, we yep. also have Talking Fast, Running Faster. Mm-hmm. The first, we're doing 5K run, run club. club. Yeah, it was the first one that we're doing. Um, Jacob and I thought about it. About an hour later, we told the world we'd do it. So we actually sold out, which is crazy. I mean, sold it was, out. It's a free event, but like we sold out of spots for our capacity. We, uh, yeah. I don't have a first aid person there. Like I can't <laughs> really have more than like the amount of people that we have currently. Um, but just keep an eye on the Instagram talking fast show or Jacob Rye's Instagram. And we will let you know if more spots get released. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we're very excited. We're going to post about the whole thing and maybe make a little vlog and who knows, but I'm very excited. If people like it, then we'll do more of them. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm excited. Can't wait. So with that, what are you listening to? What's going to be the vibes for when we do our little run club? Okay. Well, the vibes are going to probably, maybe we'll uh, break out Jacob's songs of the summer for the actual run uh but i'm actually throwing it back to something that i was talking about the other day or the other week uh where i've been like listening to more songs as i'm leading into i feel like the back half of my summer is kind of concert yeah. heavy oh right the right, first right. half didn't really see many shows uh but starting to roll in again 
So I'm seeing, or maybe have just seen, I think I've just seen when this comes out, Goth Babe and Husbands. Playing you Dan say Forth so Music many Hall. words that I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you know them, you probably love them. And if you don't know them, listen, give them a chance, two separate bands, and they will maybe be your new favorite artist. It's just like feel good, a little indie rock vibes, mm-hmm. but like great car music, great kind of... I don't want to like give it a diss of in the background, but mm-hmm. like it's it's so solid to throw on uh, while you're working or something like that. It's kind of been my working music in the last couple I love of weeks. That. Speaking of like indie rock, I've been blasting "Blame Brett" by Beaches. Oh, Beaches are so- such. I know the song came out like a couple months ago. Like I'm fully aware. I'm very behind. Like I usually am on everything, but I like literally can't stop listening to that song. It's so good. It's so catchy. They all the four of them have just such good style too. Fun fact about Beaches: when they were done with dolls they performed at my much music video dance party when i was 15 years old and so like kylie and jordan like the sisters are like the main girls in band i've known them for god like 12 years really yeah they performed as done with dolls at my they, they always joked that it was performing at my birthday party but it wasn't my birthday party Wait, it was what like, was the event again i won the hometown hero contest when i was 15 to bring a much music video dance party <laughs> but like it was a seventy-five thousand dollar party do sponsored you, by milk okay do they sp- <laughs> what a weird sponsor for yeah but they had party. milkshakes and they had like tim deegan came and hosted it is they, a milkshake something you want when you're about to hit the dance floor though you, well we had a we had a hockey shooting thing we had like that big like inflatable thing i'm just jealous because i never went to one i'll have to show you <laughs> it was more extreme than like the much video dance parties anyways they performed when they were done with dolls which is like oh, hilarious. so anytime fun. i see them we talk about it but it was that's the small world that we live in I first saw this guest perform at a Daisy Jones and the Six event here in Toronto and was mesmerized by her stage presence. She's known as a queer pop icon in Toronto who's entered an entire new era with her recent releases, Scary Hot and Pain Relief. And she just dropped her collection of music with the 222 EP on June 30th. And announcing her North America headlining tour, please welcome to Talking Fast, Ralph. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome. Okay, so I have to say, I love... That it's just Ralph. It, it's giving <laughs> Cher, Madonna. Like, that's mm-hmm. the first Beyonce. We were mm-hmm. just talking about Beyonce and how you went to go see her. Where does Ralph come from? So I did folk music before I did pop music. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still out there on the internet, deeply hidden away. But I I did a lot of that project like under my real name, Rafa or Rafaela. And so when I sort of, like, started segueing into pop, the producer that I was working with was like, I think we should do it as Rafaela. And I was like... I think I need to step away from like whatever people think mm-hmm. of me as a folk artist and I need to like kind of create this new persona, this new like this new role to step into. Yeah. Um and so we were trying to find something that married like Rafa, my real name, um with something that felt different. And so it took us a long time, but we like <laughs> kind of landed on Ralph because I liked that it was androgynous it was kind of like could be a band yeah, could be a guy true. could be a girl you know i like that there's kind of a, a mystery behind it that's so true actually because when i got the invite to the Jim six event where i saw you um i had like i didn't know who you were at the time and i just assumed it was i thought, assumed ralph was a band yeah so many do yeah many do really many cool are though. always like they'll like talk to my band mates and be like oh my god like okay so like tell me about your band and it's like i have band mates <laughs> who have been with me for a while yeah, and yeah, like, yeah they're amazing but i am ralph so yeah. i'm always like wait no 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 no, no, it's me. Like, it's you know, me. yeah. That's and the cool. one behind the 
a lot of I feel like it's a very like pop music thing though too Mm -hmm. like encompasses it I love it that's how like the icons are made as I just said like just having the one word so your new EP uh, came out June 30th yeah and how's that been going so far how's the reception been of it it's been really good I think like when I released it I felt really excited about it and Mm -hmm. felt like really solid and confident which is so nice when you put Mm -hmm. something out that unwaveringly you're just like this is a great representation of me. Yeah. I feel great about it. I think when you have that confidence, it kind of just energetically like transcends and like mm-hmm. just I think people will pick up on that. Um, so I'm, I think that's why the reception has kind of been good, so good. is that people are like, well, you seem to really be excited about yeah. it. So we, yeah. Like, we're going to listen to it. And yeah, I've, I've had like a lot of um, TV chats, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. And I did like I did a performance on Global morning the other day and I did scary hot and like 30 seconds before I was going out to perform they were like oh uh there's a live audience did you know that and me and my publicist were like no no and they were like it's all kids under 10 (laughs) and go and I was like singing my like sexiest song about like hooking up with my girlfriend in a car did you dial it back at all yeah they listen they see worse stuff on tiktok there's nothing i know know. they're exposed i can't shock them yeah if anything i was like they don't get sex ed anymore and that's uh, true this is the new sex ed you're like, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Speaking of different eras, so when it comes to an EP, did you have like a ton of different songs that you whittled down or did you try to produce something really tight with these that you have on it? No, this EP, like originally when I started being like, okay, I'm going to write this next body of work, I was like, my intention was to write a dance, like a, a concrete dance mm. EP um, because Gravity had done so well and it's so fun to perform and my fan base loves dancing to it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Let's give them what they want. Let's yeah. do a whole EP full of just dance songs. And then it's funny when you like go into a studio with this sort of strict intention and you're like, okay, I'm going to write a dance song today. But your heart is like, oh, I kind of feel like writing a ballad. It, it's, it's odd. It's like you're trying to force yourself to do something that's yeah. not just kind of happening naturally. So instead I was like, you know what? I'm, I think the mu- the better music is going to come from just being honest. So if you want to write a ballad today, cool, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote with so many different – I decided to write with completely new producers and writers on this EP. Oh, cool. Um, and I DM'd, like, so many different people in L.A. and in Toronto. So I had a lot of sessions in L.A., made so many new friends, um, and then did a lot of sessions here. Like, tons, tons of – so there are so many songs that did not make it onto this EP that are – so fun but I think when you're you know when you're putting together like again a body of work there does have to be a little thorough line you know so it was it was that was the challenging part that I was like I need to love the songs Mm -hmm. um but at the same time they need to make sense altogether yeah and it feels like that one of the questions I did right because well first and foremost all of your music is so fun it's fun fun. to dance to but then fun just in general such a good performer yeah so thank you one of the no, questions like every time i'm listening to any any whether it's the new body work or, or old stuff it's like this could be the perfect soundtrack to any movie and i'm like okay well what would the plot be mm. if you're looking at your not just this ep but say your your whole discography oh god you can pick and choose for like different you can pick and or choose for different yeah maybe this ep is easier <laughs> i think it's so funny because so I actually, if I look at like my body of work, all the EPs and the, the album that I put out, my favorite 
is the first one that I put out. Just It was called Ralph. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was when I had, yeah, just come from doing folk music. I had just started doing pop music. So there is like, the songs aren't, they're not like mainstream pop. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I hadn't spent enough time in the world of sort of like mainstream music to be tainted by kind of like the idea of like, gotta write a radio song and I gotta be this and I gotta, yeah. you know. I was just writing songs with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and because it felt good and I wanted to. So to me, I think I really like that body of work because it feels so organic and so just like authentic. Yeah, because there's been no other like opinions around exactly. it either. Yeah, and I think obviously like uh, with age and with time and experience and you kind of lose yourself sometimes a little mm-hmm. bit because you, you try on different hats and people tell you what will work and obviously you want it all to work. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Let's let's try going super, super, super pop. And then yeah. uh, that's not really me. Like I'm not actually, I, I can listen to super pop, but I think I realized, you know, a year and a half ago when I was starting to feel a bit discouraged with what I was putting out, I was like, I think I need to like really do some like inner work and kind of ask myself okay so what did you love about that first ep and how can you get you know with like this intention of still evolving and being Mm -hmm. like me now not me then i'm not trying to go back to ralph then but how can you incorporate more of that and i think it just came down to being Mm -hmm. a bit more courageous with standing up for myself and and sticking with my gut Mm -hmm. you know if i'm like this song maybe this won't be a single like just a rose I didn't write Just Rose being like, this is going to be a radio single, <laughs> you know, but it's a very important song to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I produced the demo and then brought it to my friends who helped me kind of like finesse it. So that was already huge. And it's about someone who like has a comeback. Who It's like basically like the brag track that I needed to write for myself to feel motivated again. So it's about like someone feeling discouraged and then kind of having this like comeback yeah. and like everyone's like, wow, she's so hot. And then, yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. So you were saying you like worked with new people for this mm-hmm. EP. So did that like help ground you and find that feeling again that you did like sure. creating your first bit of music? Yeah, like new energy was so important. And I think I also I really wanted to find people that were like excited to work with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel like I was like pulling favors or pulling strings yeah. or, or even just working with people who are used to like the Ralph that I was four years ago. Mm-hmm. I needed to work with people who were like uh, – cool, whatever you're wanting to do, I want to do it. And I sent them like references of what I was interested in and some demos that I had been working on. And like all the sessions were so fun, which was my goal. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much laughter. Um, There was like such, like such a safe feeling of um, like trust and disclosure in the room. Like Mm -hmm. you could talk about anything. And that's also so important when you're writing. Like you need to feel like you can reveal anything and not feel Mm -hmm. judged or like unsafe or, you know, embarrassed or something so that was important and everyone I worked with like uh yeah there was like so many I worked with my producer who Jordan um executive produced the EP and I was at his house like every day for weeks and like we'd have like full therapy sessions and then be like okay I guess let's let's write a song you know and then something good would come I love out. that where did the idea of using name angel numbers for the title of the EP come from my girlfriend is really into astrology and uh, I kept texting her at 222 when we first started dating and she was like okay I think 222 is your angel number and I was like what's that looked it up and then 222 um kind of like stands for it basically means like if you keep seeing 222 then you're on the right path like whatever um obstacles you're facing you need to like stick to your gut and just be honest with yourself and it has to do with like 
um, feeling grounded and finding passion and creativity and it just felt very relevant to um, my life at this time. And it was like, I knew what it was gonna be called, the EP before I had the songs. Like I was like, 222 has just been the name of this EP since I have a tattoo on my arm of 222 oh, now. I like, that. Yeah, it's kind of been like the, the, the motto. And like almost like a guiding light through exactly. it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cool. Uh, you mentioned creative expression, and mm-hmm. I know that you also just recently directed one of your music videos. Mm-hmm. How important, not just in the music production aspect of things in writing, is exploring different art forms and getting you know flexing different creative muscles in the process of creating Ralph. I think it's really important and I I feel like I'm seeing it more and more with different artists all Mm -hmm. across the industry, you know, like when you've done something for a long time and you're like, okay, I feel really confident in that. It's really, it just like continues to kind of like funnel this, this confidence. And I think like it, it, it continues this evolution that is so important as a person and as an artist, it's like, okay, so. I've always wanted to direct, but uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you're like, I'm kind of directing my life and my career. So sure. what would be the difference of standing behind a camera yeah. and doing it? It's just, it's just. I think sometimes we get really wrapped up in like the title of things and the role mm-hmm. of things. And uh, a friend of mine was like, you're basically already directing, you know, mm-hmm. everything you do. So like, just just do it. Um, and it it uh, it made me like understand. I think just it just helps you understand like what it means to be an artist, the entirety of it when you're trying on all of these different um, these different roles. Like I mean, yeah, produce I produced the uh, Pain Relief music video and I edited both Scary Hot and Pain Relief music video. Um, oh, wow. So I feel like this year I was like, you know what? I think like as I continue to kind of like try new things and like encourage myself to be more courageous, I I just need to like try things that. I am scared of because I don't know. And was it what you expected? Do you feel more confident? Like, could you just step in tomorrow to do the same thing? For sure. I love yeah. editing as it turns out. I mean, I love control. So that is <laughs> saying that's why I edit And also podcast. like, we're just like all on social media editing things all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, this is basically like TikTok, but uh, and no shade to editors. It's obviously more than that. But uh, you, you kind of just like. It's the same muscles. It's exactly. like the same like it's the same vision same concept exactly and as like the songwriter i'm telling a story when i write the song yeah. so yeah. when i'm writing a concept for a music video and then editing it it's so cool because i'm yeah, like that's so i'm making sure that i'm the one telling the whole story and when it's something that's deeply personal like pain relief i was like i have to be the one to tell the story you know well i think you can see the difference between various artists and maybe that's the difference between someone who is writing just to try to get a radio hit or something mm-hmm. like that who mm-hmm maybe is trying to not writing and just like yeah trying to fit into a box versus i would say being a storyteller first is probably more important and i think that definitely translates for sure there's like an integrity that i have never ever been able to lose uh much to the you know dislike of some like i think when you're an artist it's like you always struggle with like well integrity versus monetary success you know what i mean like sometimes i'll write a song and be like i know this isn't going to be the single but i am going to put it on the ep Mm -hmm. yes I have to. And yeah. it's so hard to make those decisions because there's always this what if, you know, what if I did the other song and it yeah. popped off and it's really hard. You never know. It's like, there's just never, ever, no one ever knows anything in music. So you're just always kind of, again, going with your gut and being like, I guess then on the flip side. So for live performances, do you have kind of some of those songs that maybe didn't make the EP that you perform live or do you no. know? No, they sort of sit in this song cemetery, this <laughs> sad song cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. Um, no, I, with live though, I think on this tour, like I do want to throw in a couple of like 
songs that are released that we've all forgotten about. There's a song called Bedroom Eyes that I wrote years ago that is on mm-hmm. one of the EPs, maybe on the album. And it's like this like really chaotic, like gay dance song that I wrote for my roommate Matt because he wanted to grind with the guys at the club. <laughs> and uh, and everyone's forgotten about it, including me. And then the other day I was like, we need to bring Bedroom Eyes back. I love yeah. it. Until that story is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she like to grind at the club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you take into consideration like, if like fans are like in your DMs being like this song has to be on the set list or like do you take like that feedback or is it truly just like it's Ralph's show it's like what I want to do and it's just whatever do you take the feedback from the audience I always like I'm so responsive on all my socials like Mm -hmm. I really really try to make sure that my fans know that it's me I'm listening like it's not someone like answering for me I don't have those I don't have that money (laughs) (laughs) um but it's, it's hard because at the same time like you you have obligations where it's like there are songs that are like the most streamed and everyone will be disappointed if I don't play those ones Mm -hmm. and then there are songs that I want to play but at this point I have so many songs that I've released that when you're putting together a set list like it's hard it's It's really hard Um, so I think like if someone asked for like a random song that didn't stream that well you know I'd I'd be like oh maybe you know but it's not it's not that I'm not listening if you're getting to that point, you'll be able to start doing like surprise songs on a set list maybe one day. Yeah, well, cool. we want to make, we're doing like some remix versions and <gasps> I'd love so to fun. do, I remember years ago I saw my friend um, Caroline, uh, her artist name is Your Smith and she was doing a Toronto show and she like segued from one of her songs into Love on Top by Beyonce <gasps> in this like amazing seamless just segue where all of a sudden she was playing Beyonce and the crowd was like, oh my God. So I wanted something like that where it's like I, so I do cool. a Ralph song and then suddenly... You know, oh, so we fun. do this little segue and the audience is like, wait, so we're <laughs> figuring out what that is. Yeah. What's the hardest part about tour life? Um, I think it's always hard just like being away from your comforts, you mm-hmm. know, like I love my cat. I miss my cat when I'm away. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss my bed. I just like don't really like sleeping in like hotel beds, you know, mm-hmm. um, and eating is hard because um, I have like eating intolerances and I'm like a really healthy person. So <clears throat> it's really hard to eat well. And if you're not eating well, then you're not like fueling your brain mm-hmm. and your body. So usually like halfway through tour, I have like a meltdown. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone is prepared for it. Like, I think everyone, <laughs> to be honest, like me and my band, because we've toured so much together, we all have like check-ins and we all have days where we just wake up and we're like, something back home is happening or we're really tired. And we always like let each other know like, hey, it's one of those days, like it's not you, yeah. but I just need my space today. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, yeah, chill. No problem. Like put on those sound canceling headphones and yeah. you know, it, it's hard being away from home. I guess that's true because you're also like traveling with the same people for mm-hmm. some, and you're working, living, and you're in cars eating. for like literally like 16. It's so Jesus. funny because here, if if I was like, we're going to my cottage, it's a two hour ride. We'd be like, okay, that's not bad. On tour, we're like, uh, yeah, so we're driving today. It's, it's 10 hours. We're like, okay, chill. Yeah. Tomorrow's 16. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like oh you just. God. Relentless. Oh God. I'd watch so much TV in the car. Oh my God. Yeah. I could not. Uh, my cars. You, you don't get car sick. You're not I, a car I do. Sick I used to be able to read and now I cannot. I, I was like the sound of like spending 10 to 16 hours in a car. I'm like, I could not do it. Yeah. That's why I could you, never. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know people are always like, they're always like, oh my God. Like do you have like a tour bus? And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I have a van. <laughs> oh my God. And how long is this tour? Uh, it's not too off. bad. It's I think uh, we we kick off in LA. Uh, I think on the I should know, but I think it's the thirteenth or the fourteenth, and um, 
and then we kind of crawl back uh, across mm-hmm. the states and kind of like dip into Canada and dip back. But we do have like a couple funny, like we'll have like three days off on like one part. So we'll kind of get to like, I don't know, have an adventure and do something fun on those like three days oh, off. That's and nice. Yeah. So. If people want to see, most of our audience is in Toronto. If people want to see you in Toronto, when are you here? October 6th um, at the Great Hall. And Which is such be... a good concert venue. It I is. love that venue. And it's the last show of the tour. We're oh, ending in big Toronto. one. Okay. Party. And I haven't had a Toronto show in, honestly, like I haven't had a Ralph headline Toronto show mm-hmm. in, I think, almost four years. The last one I had was the Mod Club, which was... Sorry yeah. to toot my own horn, but epic four years ago. <laughs> I had like so many uh, guest artists. I had a costume change. I had like a brass horn section. Ooh. I had drag Ooh. queens. I, I, so I'm trying to like rival that one with this one and make it really good. But um, I, I, I need to pick a good theme for the Toronto one. That's a good it's, tease. It's yeah. So yeah. make sure you guys buy tickets. I don't wait to buy tickets for these types of things because. Yeah. There aren't actually tickets really like at the door as no. people sort of think there are. People it's, are too last minute. Just like be type A for like two seconds of your life and buy tickets and then put it in your calendar and then you have something to look forward to. Exactly. You should exactly. always have a concert in your like in your calendar to look I forward live by to. That exactly. Rule. And then you and your friends can start texting about your outfits and being like, what are we wearing? What are we yeah. making? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like and then you make the playlist and you start like listening and streaming. Like that's yeah. like my pre concert ritual. So yes. Oh my God, making outfits too. And mm-hmm. it's in October, so it's spooky month. So it's like even makes sense and to it's be dressed up. Early enough in October that it's not gonna be too cold. So you can oh, even so, better. You know? Yeah. Even exactly. better. Mm-hmm. I mean like I'm sold. Everybody else should be so make sure you get tickets to that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Talking Fast. It's Thank been you. so great talking to you. Uh every single show you get to look into the camera and say whatever you want to the audience you can plug yourself you can leave everyone with a piece of advice do whatever oh, you want oh god but that is your camera right there okay a piece of advice um okay well this is ralph uh advising everybody to um i don't know yeah be like be authentic and stick to your gut and find your angel number and uh and trust it because i think it's been like um for me, this has been the most uh, like gratifying EP that I've put out yet, and it feels like the most honest and true. And uh, I gotta say, there's like, there's like there's angel faith in there. So you know, yeah, find your angel number and stick to it. I love that. Make sure you go stream her angel numbers two 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 everywhere. Thanks for coming. <laughs>
like I what I love about the city is that you feel like you're in the city you're a part of the yes, city something exactly. else that's larger and bigger than you as opposed to like a smaller town or a smaller city sometimes you kind of just know what to expect on the day-to-day yeah. and I like a little bit of chaos I like a little bit Same. of uh, opportunity a little bit of uh, spontaneity perhaps uh, and sometimes you just don't get that which is yeah. fine if you're someone who like wants to I just do never saw myself living in the same place that I like grew up in like in my head I was always like you leave and you like it's like you're, it's your bird's nest and then you fly away somewhere else that's how I like always like in my bones felt I never never once and I probably anyone I grew up with can attest to this did anyone ever think I would move back yeah nor I'm sure do they ever I won't my parents don't even live As you're there driving anymore. down the 401 did you uh do you flip it off? Uh... No, I'm still, I still like, I, it's a great town to visit for 48 hours, but I've never, I've never had that longing. I don't, I don't, I've never had that feeling that I wanted to go back. I've just always known, like literally everything I did as of my ninth, like being ninth grade was so that I could move to Toronto. Okay. Where, what do you think if you did stay, what do you think you'd be doing right now? For a job? Yeah. Like, well, nothing life. with my media degree. Um, <laughs> I would be, do you want to know what? If, if my path was to stay in Coburg, I would be like a high school teacher. Yeah? Yeah. I think that, I think a high school teacher brings all my okay, skills what subjects? together. Like, 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 I don't know, like English? Me- media? Media studies, philosophy, psychology, all those bullshit ones that you take just to get good <laughs> grades so you can get into university. Writer's craft. I won the philosophy. <laughs> writer's craft. That was my favorite class. I won the philosophy award. Philosophy. For what? What did you do? I don't know. I talked about Aristotle and Plato. Like, I have no idea. Oh, I had the like highest. Up with- I had the greatest. Cl- I had the gr- best mark in that class. That just goes to if shit. If you're someone in high school right now, if you're trying to get a scholarship, fine. But otherwise, don't care about your marks. No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I also think they like. I cared a lot about my marks. I did too, and I didn't need to. Exactly. That, yeah, that's what, how I feel. That wasn't really a question, but <laughs> that's where we stumbled <laughs> upon. Uh, voicemail question number two What are what artist is the soundtrack to your life right now? Taylor Allison Swift. Middle <laughs> <Bill> name, too. <laughs> okay, but like, think about it. Think about it. Like, if it's, the, it's to what Mama Mia is to ABBA, right? Like, Taylor Swift has so many eras. I have okay. so many eras. There's a different mood for everything. So Taylor Swift. That's huge. I think that's that a you. very, what about you? Uh, Is it supposed I, to be a specific soundtrack though? No, but they said ABBA. So like an artist. Oh my God. I didn't even read that part. Like how ABBA is for Mamma Mia. Yes. Whoopsies. Uh, that's why you said that. I was like, that's random that you said that. <laughs> uh, for me, okay. Everyone knows that I listen to so many different genres of music and pull out like random. Jacob uh, just listens to his songs of summer playlists. That's his. Uh, <laughs> that's the sound. No, you know what life. I was running to today, and I, I, this I actually will return to all the time. All, like whether I'm. Okay, I live in a sports movie. I think in my head. Interesting. And I'm like always trying to hype myself up. So if I'm driving to like my rec soccer league or I'm running today or even if I'm like going to the grocery store uh, and I need to like pick up like a big load of groceries, I'm driving there. (laughs) Doesn't take that long. Shout out to the environment. I'm driving there. Uh, I turn down, (laughs) turn up the music and it's it's always like some kind of electronic music. So today it's like Swedish House Mafia is what I've been uh, listening to. They released a live album, uh, which is actually picks and chooses like maybe two to three songs from a European tour that they just did. Oh, that's cool. And it's really good. That's the soundtrack to your life right now? Yeah, so I just pretend that like I'm like in a montage a lot of the time on the way to the big game. 
Oh, that's yeah. so wholesome. I love that. Um, okay, we're pivoting because it's called mailbag. It's not called mailbag. <laughs> we're pivoting because that's how voicemail works where the questions are just like whiplash half the time. How do you deal with feeling behind compared to others? Oh, you know what? Sometimes it happens to all of us, this feeling, feeling it behind. It literally does happen to everyone. So. And it, like you like you said, it's very ebbs and flows as well. Like you're sometimes you're ahead and you're feeling really, really good about kind of things that you've established in your life, whether it's you just landed a good job or maybe you just got into a cool relationship that you're really enjoying. Um, and then sometimes things go poorly. And I think that that's just what I return to, to remember is that like no one person is or no two people are following the same path in life. And maybe there are certain like milestones that are uh, common amongst most people. And maybe you hit those at different times. Maybe you never achieve them because you don't want to. Uh, and so defining your own life is maybe more important than comparing, which I. Well, comparison find. is the thief of joy, but also like you can think you're like, I was perceived to be like if we're looking at like a university class I was perceived to be ahead of my classmates because I was a producer so young and then one random Wednesday I lost my job yeah so then it's like oh back to zero so it's like there's no way to know what's going to happen and I don't think there is any being behind I it kind of reminded me of this question I what was I watching I think it was TikTok but it was like a podcast on TikTok mm -hmm. and someone was talking about time and how we have to stop thinking about time as like we're moving towards it we have to think of it that it's happening around us so like instead of us thinking we're like going into the future that like you're trying to make something happen to that future that you're moving towards well there is no future that you're moving towards you're, there's only ever the right now there is the past but there's only ever what you're, like where you're living what's happening in this moment right now so once you stop thinking about like moving towards this thing that doesn't actually exist you can actually find a lot more peace in what you're doing now so i think that kind of applies to like not comparing to others not feeling behind because what are you behind for there's no race there's no finish line what is it going six feet under no thanks so like i think as long as you stop thinking about it as being behind in some race or in something or what you're supposed to be doing like i i don't know there's like think of all those million success stories of like people that started companies at 40 or became an actor at this age and this and that whatever like there's it's truly like you're the main character of your own life there's only your story that is happening and evolving with you you're not working towards anything because there is technically no like time in the future so just live laugh love in the moment preach is this this is probably why you were winning those philosophy awards <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe actually i think it was because i did a presentation on assisted suicide and why it should be legal everywhere oh interesting that's yeah. a topic for another day yeah that's a topic for another day <laughs> anyways thank you so much for your questions Sorry, Izzy, I slapped the table. Thank you so much for your questions. As always, uh, make sure you can leave some more for voicemail. One day we're going to get this phone working and we're going to be able to actually answer the phone. Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know. Exciting. It's, well, you'll have to listen to another episode <laughs> to find out who that could potentially be. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Talking Fast. We will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.